Exploring the Word is brought to you by Reclaiming America for Christ and the Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. This is Pastor Paul Blair. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of Exploring the Word. Today we're going to be finishing a message, and I took the liberty of using the title of one of the Santa Claus movies, actually the third edition, called The Escape Clause. And our scripture text came from James 5, verses 7 and 8, where James encouraged the believers that even though they were enduring some hardship, just as surely as the early rains came, the farmers knew that the latter rains would come. Well, just as surely that we as believers know that Jesus fulfilled all the prophecies pertaining His first coming, that all the prophecies pertaining His second coming will in fact happen as well. And from that, we should be encouraged. We hope that you enjoy the conclusion of this message as we wrap up this sermon entitled, The Escape Clause. We welcome you to the radio ministry of Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond. We invite you to join with us for today's Exploring the Word. Here's Pastor Paul Blair. Whenever any government got out of whack, we had the right to alter, abolish, or throw it off and establish new government. That doesn't fit well with global tyranny. You notice in the flags, what was the center flag and the line of flags here? Communist China. What have we noticed? What group, just as in the 40s and 50s, the Soviet Union had infiltrated our government deeply, now we find that communists have infiltrated our government deeply and our universities and everywhere else. No meat. They're going to control our diet, folks. You read in Dan- or Revelation chapter 6, it says that 25% of the world people are going to die. You know what's ironic? If you look at video of India, you've got the citizens of India starving to death while cattle are roaming the streets all around them. But they believe those are their dead ancestors. I believe that not only are Real famines coming, but forced famines coming definitely during this seven-year period of tribulation. Notice that, that um, one billion people will be displaced by global climate change. Well, I don't even believe in man-made global climate change. But they've already stated that a billion people will be displaced. That's a fact. It's happening. So knock your borders down because get ready for mass migration. No longer retain your sovereignty as a people. We're going to do away with, excuse me, it said the Western values will be tested to the breaking point. I would say that our Western values are currently being tested to the breaking point. Ladies and gentlemen, we know that this global cabal is coming. I'm just working to pray that it doesn't happen until after the rapture. But the scripture tells us that these ten horns will put forward a front man, a super politician who promises peace and global socialism will be implemented. Note the verses on the screen if you want to check this out. I used to say it would be a politician like Barack Obama who was everything to all people. 
He was black. He was white. He was Christian. He was Muslim. He was pro-marriage. He was pro-gay marriage. He's whatever you wanted him to be. Folks, I'm not so sure that the Antichrist won't actually be Barack Obama as he continues to hang around D.C. and continues to be the puppet of George Soros. This super-narcissist politician will eventually become the absolute dictator, throw off his feigned respect for religion, Revelation chapter 17, verse 16, and demand that he be worshipped, Matthew 24, 15, 2 Thessalonians 2, 4, Revelation 13, 12. There will be a push to demand submission through receiving a mark without which a person won't be able to buy, sell, travel, or do any business. I've been amazed at how hostile people have become over masks. When I tell people right now, I don't care if you wear a mask, that's fine. You're welcome to do it. If they say something to me in the store, it's called personal. Up until this year, it was called personal protective equipment. Why is that? Because just as if you're cutting lumber with a chainsaw, you're trying to keep as much of the, uh, the sawdust out of your lungs. But if you've noticed, if you've ever done that, that mask doesn't work. Even something as large and chunky as sawdust gets through the mask. Doctors would wear masks to protect themselves from you, from blood or spit or any of your other juices that might come flowing during a surgery or a checkup. It was well known, I've got the documentation, because I want to make sure, I'm an Acts 17.11 guy, I want to make sure I'm right. Up until this year, it was stated that masks don't defend against aerosols. Now, all of a sudden, we're told that if you don't wear a mask, you're trying to kill uh, other people. Why well, I, I thought they didn't defend. By the way, if the mask really did work, and, and it's because of it's an aerosol, then how does the plastic visor work in place of a mask? Does that aerosol just not smart enough to figure out how to sneak around the sides of the visor? And have you noticed the deadly looks that you get if you have the audacity to not wear a mask. Now, now think for a moment. How quickly will the world turn on nonconformists during the tribulation? Hey, he's not wearing the mark. That guy's not wearing the mark. Get him. He's trying to kill the rest of us. And you won't be able to buy or sell. What are they talking about now? Not only are they working on forced masking over the first hundred days, which as our brilliant doctor that we had in San Angelo, Texas, for every Ph.D. on one side of the issue, there's an equal and opposite Ph.D. on the other side of the issue. There are as many doctors that say masks do more damage than harm, but their voices aren't allowed to be heard. That's one thing that causes me concern. You know, you go to the university and you try to promote the idea, at least to consider the evidence of intelligent design, you are shut down. You don't even have a voice. You try to say, hey, life begins at conception. You are shut down. Hey, there are only two genders, male and female. You are silenced and shut down. That's hate speech. Folks, we don't try to shut down anybody. We want the debate. You let us have an honest debate, the facts will bear out and we'll win. 
Why is it that the, the emergency room hero doctors in front of the Supreme Court are, are all of a sudden marginalized or taken off of social media? Why is it this doctor in Oregon lost his license because he dared question the efficacy of mass? Can we not have this honest debate? Is 100% of science really convinced about this? We see very quickly there are we forced vaccinations. How many of you are eager to get a vaccine that's just been on the market a week? And you won't be able to travel or cruise or cross state borders or go into Walmart or go to the doctor. There will literally have to become a counterculture, an underground that deals in gold and silver and tradable goods, that literally has to live off the, off the grid. If you don't have your vaccine, you can't do this. Ladies and gentlemen, can you not see the sign of the times? Do you see how close we are? Hey, just as surely as the early rain comes, the latter rain will come also. Look at all the evidence of Christ's first advent. Now look at all the evidence pointing to, not the rapture, I'm talking seven years after the rapture, pointing to His second coming, which is what all the Old Testament prophecies were talking about and pointing to. Now politically, ladies and gentlemen, we're just about to wrap up here. I'm praying for vindication of this election. For any honest person, there is no way Trump lost that election. You heard the old Marcho, Groucho Marx quote, are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? You know, when you see 57,000 people in Pennsylvania gathering for a Trump rally, and you see Biden with six or eight people in their little circles, 10 feet apart, even when Obama was going out campaigning for Biden, the largest crowd he ever could muster was 400. When you have caravans of cars 95 miles long, you know what? I'm torn on this because we've done our job as watchmen. We recognize just how satanic the Democrat Party has become and what their goals are for stealing our liberty, uh, maintaining abortion forever, forcing LGBT plus down everyone's throat. We see it. We sounded the alarm. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm convinced that the people heard and responded overwhelmingly. But for the first time in my life, and I've been voting since Ronald Reagan, I've never seen an election except for the Bush v. Gore in 2020 when there was one precinct, basically, that was up for debate. But I've never seen an election not have their counts completed on election night and the decision made. Yet I'm sitting there watching that night and I see President Trump with some 800,000 vote lead in Pennsylvania, commanding leads in several other states, and all of a sudden we have them say, oh, we're going to stop our counting for the night. Everybody go home and take a nap. That has never happened. By the way, all you Republican poll watchers, you can go home. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. They gone? Okay, back the truck up, boys. Start bringing in the bags and boxes and cans full of ballots, unverified paper ballots for the first time ever in an American election. 
We'll start running those bad boys through and we'll just find votes in, in a drawer until we uh, uh, meet the need and get the sufficient number of votes. I am dumbfounded by the Supreme Court of the United States not hearing this case. You know what? According to Article 3 in the Constitution, they have absolutely no authority to take prayer and the Bible out of our school system. None! But they did it. According to Article 3, they have no authority to force baby murder on all 50 states in the Union. But we let them get away with that. According to Article 3, they have no authority to redefine marriage. No person has the authority to redefine marriage. God established it. Yet one of the few responsibilities that are actually listed in the Constitution is to, to adjudicate differences between two sovereign states. And here we sat there and we watched 44 states including Oklahoma and Florida, have no problem conducting an election above reproach on November the 3rd. And you have six states, four in particular, that are still finding votes and counting them. This is what the Supreme Court is for. And if they won't step in and act on this then they are good for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm old enough to have seen a lot of things go on around the world. And I've never seen a Venezuela reverse course once a Chavez steals an election and communism comes to power. It was amazing that as... By the way, this should be one of the richest countries in South America... Vast oil reserves, yet their people are in poverty, literally, literally eating their pets because that's how well communism works. And on December the 10th, 2020, Maduro, the dictator, received 91% of the votes. The only time I've ever seen a score of 91 to 9 is during Bedlam. Nobody wins with 91% of the votes unless you're a communist country and the election is just for looks. Dan and I are in agreement with everything that I'm about to say. First, we call upon the legislatures of these dirty states that have had clearly corrupted elections to send their own slate of electors to the Electoral College. Otherwise, we propose, as he has preached last two weeks, it's time for a peaceful separation between the states. Those states that still desire personal responsibility and personal freedom as opposed to socialism and central planning, those states that still hold dear the Declaration of Independence versus those who want godless Marxism, it's time to divide. Why can't we live side by side in peace? Why can't we vacation in each other's areas and trade with each other? I don't want to rule over any heathen if they don't want God's law over them. 
of that biblical worldview over them? Hey, if someone wants to be a slave in socialism, knock yourself out. I don't want to be one. I like liberty. I like a biblical worldview and all the attributes that come from it. We're not trying to run anybody. Why do they want to run and enslave us? Now, personally, politically, that's what we must do, and that's what we will fight and call for. Personally, and I know of nothing else but to fight against Satan, who the Bible calls the God of this age, at every level. While at the same time, we're going to be pointing people to Jesus. And by the way, a message like today should get your attention. I believe the rapture is close. Dan and I as pastors have a responsibility to shepherd and protect this flock and prepare this flock for whatever the future holds as long as we have breath in our lungs. I am willing to fight for liberty. But if our liberty is lost, if our republic is lost, then we want to equip our flock to know God's Word so well and to know they are saved without any doubt so that if we are ever faced with a decision as many of our forefathers have been faced with, as many Christians have faced in Syria just within the last five to seven years, that we would be willing to die rather than recant our faith in Jesus Christ. Dan and I are ikad. We are one. We are unified on this mission. But also let me close by reminding you the point of this sermon, ladies and gentlemen, is this. Be encouraged. Just as sure as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. And I can assure you, I remember being a young person and hearing about the rapture and going, I don't, wanna, I don't want the rapture to come too soon because I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to do all that stuff. Let me tell you what. Being married is wonderful. Having kids is wonderful. Uh, living life is wonderful as I counsel couples before I marry them. I enjoy being alive. However, unlike Lot's wife, there won't be one second we will look back once the shofar sounds. Paul said, having already seen paradise, when contemplating this particular point in Philippians chapter 1, he said, what's in front of us is far better than what we have here on this earth. Peter's last words before his martyrdom were these in 2 Peter chapter 3. He said, Beloved, my dearly beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that you may always remember the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, saying, <laughs> yeah, the rapture's coming. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, they've been talking about that for the last 50, 75, 100 years. Where is the promise of His coming? But since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. 
Peter goes on to say that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men consider it. Instead, he is long-suffering toward us. Why? Because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But rest assured, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have set aside this December the 25th to celebrate his birth. 4,000 years after the father told Adam it was coming, we saw in Bethlehem a virgin birth. By the way, how many times has that ever happened? Roughly 33 years after that date, we saw Jesus in humility. By the way, as he told Peter, Peter, at any time, I can put your sword in your sheath, Peter. Anytime I can call down 12 legions of angels. What is that? Roughly 84,000? Plenty. Remember what one did when the Assyrians had surrounded Jerusalem? One angel was dispatched and killed 185 Assyrians, 185,000 Assyrians. Jesus said, don't you know I could right now call down 12 legions of angels. Ladies and gentlemen, be encouraged. Remember this. No man forced Jesus to the cross. The nails did not hold him there. His love for us held him there. Roughly 2,000 years ago in his first advent, he came humbly bringing salvation as the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. But he is coming again as Zechariah 14 tells us. He ascended from the Mount of Olives The next time his toe touches, now this isn't the rapture. Rapture, we're caught up to be with him in the air. But his second coming, when his toe touches the Mount of Olives, will be as Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of armies at the battle of Armageddon. He will be king of kings, declaring that vengeance is his as his wrath is poured out on a rebellious, unbelieving world. But there is a way of escape. That escape clause. Before the wrath is poured out, the bridegroom will come and take his bride home. The question is, are you a part of that body? I'm going to close with this. Christianity is not an emotion. It's not a feeling. In fact, quite frankly, based upon my association with other Christians or other so-called Christians outside of our congregation, I wouldn't want to be one. I don't like most of them and have little respect for any of them. But it's not about emotions. It's not about a feeling. It's about a fact. The tomb was and is still empty. Jesus said, you all want a sign, I'm going to give you one. Just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, I'm going to be in the heart of the earth for three days. After that, I'm coming out. And that will declare to the world that I am the Lord. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that happened. The tomb is empty. Jesus is the Lord. That's a fact. Now, it's up to each and every person on this planet in their lifetime to decide what they're going to do with that bit of information. God loves you so much, he won't twist your arm. He won't force you. It's your choice. But why on earth, as we approach December the 25th, 2020, why on earth would a man that was born into poverty, that lived a very short life, 33 years, that had a three-year itinerant ministry, that never amassed a fortune, never raised an army, never conquered a city, really a footnote in human history. He was crucified by the Romans. That wasn't any big deal, though. Thousands of Jewish men were crucified by the Romans. What was it about this guy that his life was so special that we are actually getting ready to celebrate his birth, December the 25th, in the year 2020. Why is 2020 so special from this insignificant figure in history? It's because the tomb really was empty. And the world may want to deny it, but the whole world knows it's true. And every time you write a check or type in the date or open the newspaper and you look at the date, it is declared to be true throughout all the world. Folks, I have never been more... In fact, I was surprised on Rosh Hashanah. I really thought this year, I really, really, really thought this year might be the year. And I was a little bit disappointed. But when I see everything that's going on, I think we're close. I think we're close. Do you know, if today was the day and the shofar sounded, would you be caught up to be with the Lord? Or would you be still sitting here preparing for this seven years of tribulation? Oh, yeah, scoffers are going to laugh. They always will. They did right up until the time it started raining with Noah as well. They didn't find it very funny a few minutes after that, though. Are you ready? Has there been a point in time in your life where you have recognized your lost condition and you've really recognized who Jesus is and why he came and what he did? Has there been a point in time in your life where you fell on your knees and cried out to him and said, Lord, Save me. If not, why not today? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. We thank you for joining us for today's edition of Exploring the Word, and we look forward to being with you next time. Until then, may God bless you. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond. We hope that today's journey in God's Word has been a blessing to you. You can find more sermons and resources at our church's website, www.fairviewbaptistedmond.org, or call 405-348-1745. Join us again each weekday for Exploring the Word from Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond.